everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Full Circle Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you find your way home to your true self. I'm your host, Gillian McMichael, and I'm honoured to have you here with me as we explore the importance of discovery. If you're a first-time listener, I'm so happy to have you here and so glad that you've chosen to tune in. Today's episode is one that I've been excited about as it's something that every single person listening to will gain value from. That's because it's all about the importance of tapping into your playfulness as an adult. In childhood, we would play all the time. Play teaches us to be creative. It teaches us to nurture our thinking and supports personality development. Benefits of play are far-reaching, but we often give up play as adults for more serious pursuits, such as our careers, our relationships and our families, which all are valid pursuits. But what if we could tap into play to enhance our life experience, our profession, our relationships and our family lives as adults as well? My next guest has just done this, and she's someone who actively seeks out opportunities to unleash her playful spirit and nurture her creativity. Layla is an executive and systemic team coach and coach supervisor, renowned for her high energy, enthusiasm and fun-loving nature. In her professional life, she works with leading organizations and individuals to enhance productivity, maximize performance and accelerate growth. She also delivers coach training programs in the UAE to develop renowned coaches. In her personal life, Layla is a free spirit, driven by a desire to express her creativity in as many ways possible and inspires others to do the same. She channels her creative spirit through different forms of art like pottery, pebble painting, tapestry weaving, journaling, cooking and simply being in nature. I am delighted to welcome Layla to the show and I hope you are as inspired by her playful nature as I am and walk away with an idea on how you can own play practice by the end of our conversation. So welcome, Leila, to our conversation. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you, Gillian. How are you? I'm good. I'm so glad that we're going to chat today because we're talking all things creativity and also how we can invite more playfulness into our lives as an adult. So I'm so looking forward to having this conversation with you. So what I thought might be good is just because our audience don't really know anything about you at this moment in time, I thought it'd be great if you could just share a little bit more about what you what you do and a little bit more around your background. First, thanks for having me on this show. Looking forward um, to play. Me too. <laughs> so, yeah. so who am, who am I? I am a dream catcher. Oh, tell me more. <laughs> I am a dream catcher who dreams big. Mm. Um, and I strive to manifest in those dreams by actually co-creating with life fully. That sounds amazing. So te- te- tell us more, tell us more. How, let, let's make our audience understand more about what you do because it sounds phenomenal. So I am Leila, I'm originally Algerian. So I'm Algerian British who has been moving around. I am passionate about life. 
I'm passionate about people. And I'm really passionate about helping people to connect with who they truly are. Not their job titles, not their seniority level, but who are you beyond your job title? That's my passion in life. And I'm a creative human being. I love creativity in everything. And I'm sure we're going to, that's, that's what we're going to talk about. Um, so I moved around between Algeria, the UK, the Middle East, and now I'm in Turkey. So I'm between Turkey and um, Dubai. So I run my um, coaching training business. So I've got two businesses, coaching business, Compass, and coaching training. So I'm the Middle East partner of a UK coaching training uh, provider, um, Academy of Executive Coaching. And I run um, accredited ICF and EMCC programs in the region. That's in a nutshell what I do. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Obviously, very similar background to me. As you know, I'm a coach and I'm also a, a coach educator as well. So very similar backgrounds. But what I'm really fascinated to hear more about is this point when you decided to bring more playfulness into the work that you do and to help your clients unlock more of their creativity and how they can bring more of that into their lives. So tell me, at what point did you introduce this into your life, this playfulness and this creative approach? I've been reflecting on this, actually. And... I was such a serious doer, a doing person. I was the expert of doing where there wasn't much creativity in my life. And I'm talking about my life in general, because to me, work is, you know, part of my life as well. So I've always been creative in my life. And but I wasn't so much creative in my work because I so I was creative. I was creative when I was in the corporate environment in terms of the programs and initiatives that I was launching but not the play that I am enjoying now. So it's, it was a different kind of creativity. So as a coach, if I look at it as a coach or a coach educator, I was trained as a neuroscience. So it was very brainy, very doing and, you know, actions and solutions. And there was no play. But when I actually, I started embracing creativity when I started doing, attending other coach training programs. And one of them was a starting point for me, which is ORSC. So the Organizational Relationship Systems Coaching and the module that really, see, I'm talking to you and seeing beautiful butterfly flying. That's my other name. <laughs> so I started actually quantum physics started. I started flirting with that and I go, oh, and I started expressing myself in a different way. And I go, oh, actually, I like that. So I started putting down my guards and connecting with that inner child in me. Then from there, I moved into um, sure, you know, the CTI leadership program. And that's when I connected with the butterfly energy. So I started then tapping into that creativity. And then when I moved into the Academy of Executive Coaching and we delivered the um, practitioner diploma, the whole module was around creativity in coaching. And that was how I started unlocking that and bringing that in my coaching practice. And that's when I just decided to excel and dial up that creativity because it allowed me, <laughs> it allowed me, oh my God, I'm having more fun as I'm working. Um, yeah. And that's, that's how it started. Because it's so interesting, isn't it? Because we all have that playfulness. And I think if I rem, you know, reflect back on being a child and just playing for the sake of playing with no real agenda about from just being in the moment. And I, I remember, you know, whether that's riding your bike or or just playing with others, or just colouring in in a colouring book or something like that, that it allows you just to, to really be focused on the moment and in the presence. And so from your experience and just you inviting playfulness more into your life as well and the work that you do, why do you think it's so important as adults 
that we reconnect with this side of ourselves, this inner child, as you've described, our childlike persona? I would say it is crucial to bring that and invite that child self into back into our life because it's there. As you and I know, it's just hidden somewhere. And the minute I started showing more of my allowing, actually, the child in me to be present in my coaching sessions or coaching supervision or my coach training, that actually unintentionally started impacting my clients to allow that child side of them. And then these are very serious corporate people. You know what I mean? So that, that allowing that child and being silly has no place in their day job might have some space in their work in their life but not in the work environment where i need them so by me giving permission to myself to be playful and being silly and being it's actually a coaching style of mine i am playful and my clients when i describe my coaching style in a chemistry session i go and i'm playful and i describe how does it feel to be coached by me when i am playful and creative so i feel like people really they may not know that they're craving for that, but once they connect with that, it's like, oh, it's actually yummy. Hmm, actually, I like that taste. And I kind of want to have more of that. So when I invite my clients into a creative exploration of a, a goal by bringing in, you know, either chair work or, or, um, or using cards, visual cards, and I contract with them and I go, and we can stop at any time if you don't want to. And I kid you not, I don't remember the last time a client said, sorry, now can we just stop? I don't. Because they just like, they're pausing that cognitive mind, put it aside, connect with your body, connect with your creativity, connect with your senses, and just play. Absolutely. It reminds me of just giving yourself permission just to be in the moment, to loosen up a little bit. And as you said, perhaps not be so serious. And I think we're in a very serious time. We've come out pandemic. There's the war. There's there's so much going on that kind of keeps us very focused and very serious and kind of locked in that responsibility that we all hold so tightly and we kind of are tied into that we sometimes forget to just even bring the simple things like joy and laughter and that little bit of lightness and that different a different energy into our relationships with ourselves, with others, our work, our home life, etc. Absolutely. You reminded me, I was, I was group supervising yesterday, um, a client in Hong Kong, and it was a group of coaches. And one of them was sharing how she's finding it helpful to laugh for 30 seconds with her client when they first connect. And she said, I didn't think my client wanted to laugh. 30 seconds. I mean, how is 30 seconds in a one hour coaching session? Where, How can you make it? And she said, it's making a huge difference. That's again, when you go back to that human meeting another human, isn't it? And that's the human nature, being playful and laughing. I'm not taking ourselves too seriously. It's so interesting because obviously I'm, I'm also an Ayurvedic practitioner and perfect health teacher. And one of the things that, and you mentioned the word yummy and it really triggered me actually. I thought, oh, I must get back to that later. <laughs> because one of the things that I teach with my clients around their emotions, for example, is mm. if something feels yummy, then do it, go for it, because it makes you feel really good and warm and so nice Mm, inside. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But then if it makes you feel yucky, you know, then, Mm -hmm. then don't do it. And I think it's the same thing with 
creativity and playfulness, isn't it? It's, it's about tuning into those things that really make you feel yummy and really make you feel happy inside. And that, that brings that pleasure of contentment, fulfillment, you know, joy as well, as we've said. And whereas, whereas sometimes we feel that perhaps we don't have the time to do that. So I'm really curious about, obviously, you've invited playfulness into your life. So what shifts have you noticed within your life when you prioritized playfulness and creativity? Well, I tell you, the, the first one is my well-being and my health. It's as simple as having less tension and pressure on my low back because there was so much, you know, it was, it was serious. I was being very serious and taking things. And I was taking also at times life too seriously. And, you know, by trying to control and striving and, you know, pushing, that obviously had an impact on my health. So that's number one. You know, my back is much way, and I know it because the last few days I had, um, you know, just had a chiropractor session yesterday because I know that my back has had a bit of too much stress and then less play because, of course, I was in pain. So there was less play. My body immediately, like, here we go. And I go, okay, pause. So my health is number one. Um, I notice there are a lot more richness and yummy in terms of colors. So I buy creative tools wherever I go in the world. Like you'll see me in stationary shops for hours. I just go, regardless whether it's a language I understand or not, I just look at stuff and I go, oh, I could use this in my training. Oh, I could use this in my supervision. Oh, so I have baskets of tools. I love that. My stationary pens, wherever I go, I buy them. Like be it coloring mandala's book or journaling. I love journals. So I buy creative journals wherever I go. So I surround myself with, you know, creative um, calendars. I still buy those calendars, you know, a wall calendar. And so for me, it is about surrounding, you know, my laptop cover is always inspiring and colorful with a, with a quote. So it's everything that is around me that I breed in, I bring in creativity. Uh, jewelry, I love jewelry. Uh, my nail colors. So it's as simple as looking at that grooming, you know, uh, lipstick color. To me, that's creativity. You know, when you, where I sit, the environment where I sit. So it's the whole ecosystem. So it's inside and the whole ecosystem around me. Yeah. So it feels, it's really interesting, that kind of introduction of color as well, that can be really playful and creative and your environment and how, how you do things. And, and I suppose we've got to kind of, I mean, would you say that it's important to tune in more to what makes us feel good? So like, for example, your nail color, or your, I know they're talking girl to girl here, female to female, but you know, that kind of sense of <laughs> inviting that, that yeah. color in, because it does make you feel a bit more creative, a bit bolder, a bit more freer, maybe. Oh, it does. So what advice would you have then for people who are listening to this, this conversation around how can they invite color into their lives? Definitely by checking in into your wardrobe. And that's male or female. Check in, you know, how much pleasure and joy do I feel when I'm wearing that suit or when I'm wearing that shirt or that tie or that pair of shoes? One of the things I did when I left the corporate world is I ditched all my suits. They were all black, navy, navy blue, gray. I ditched all of these because, but what I was wearing, I was wearing shirts, which is color, but I ditched all of them because I would never wear those suits again because that's no longer me anymore. I was fit in a corporate environment. That's not how I work. That's not me. So have a look at your wardrobe. You know, what is it? What? 
I have feedback a lot from my clients. Oh my God, I wish I could wear this color. And of course, everybody can. It's just daring. I think people need to learn to dare more and be more courageous and taking risks as to what suits me, what is going to bring me joy. As simple as if people are working at work, um, at home or in the office, grab an inspiring cup of coffee or tea. All my cups have an inspirational message. This one is make it happen. So that's something else. Uh, you know, a cover for your laptop so that when you see it, you go, oh, wow, you know, uh, your bottle of water. It may have different colors. So it's actually simple things and doesn't have to be expensive. You know, the way you design your office, you know, how is your office, your physical environment? The perfume you wear, I'm a perfume freak. So be it face-to-face -face or uh, my friends were laughing, they go, you put lipstick and perfume in every session virtual? I said, yes. Every session I go and top up my lippy and then I go and refresh myself with my perfume. Because to me, this is me showing up for my client and this is how I want to show up. That's for me, that's not for the client. But of course, yeah. it has an impact. Of course, yeah, of course. Thank you for sharing that because I, I have to be honest, I do the same. I always get myself ready and I, I try to tune in. And obviously, I'm wearing quite a bright colour today. Um, I've, I've really fallen back in love with colour. And like you, when I worked in the corporate before having, I mean, I've, I've now had my own business for 20 years, but I would always go back to blacks and I would always go back to navy colour. It's a really, and greys. And actually, what I've noticed is the more that I wear colour, the more vibrant I feel. And then that has a real impact on the work that I do with my clients. Because if I'm feeling good within myself, then that automatically kind of that energy shifts and, and you, you, you pass on that energy. But you mentioned before about that you'd noticed that since bringing more playfulness and creativity in your life, that actually it had an impact on your back in terms of the pain. Could you tell me and the listeners a little bit more about that connection between the mind-body and the somatic aspect? Oh, absolutely. And like you, I'm not a teacher, but I'm an Ayurvedic practitioner. So I've changed my whole life around Ayurvedic as well. And I've noticed a huge shift in terms of my well-being and my body-mind-soul um, connection. And to me, it was learning to let go of stress and pressure. And that's why in a different um, tradition, you know, in the medicine, medicine work, I am Butterfly. My medicine name and spiritual name is Butterfly. That's creative for me. And it's not just, oh, yeah, yeah, butterfly is nice. No, it's the whole energy behind the butterfly that really helps me source that inner strength and playfulness and lightness, which, of course, then had an impact on my lower back. It's like when I feel that tension, it's like, Leila, you're taking yourself too seriously. Okay, go back to playfulness because I feel the rigidity in my body and it's yuck. So I want to feel that yummy feeling where it's flexible, where it's joyful, where it's fun. And of course, it's really dialing up that energy frequency. And that takes a lot of work, as you, as you know. And also it's the nutrition, like the garden behind me that you see. I'm in Turkey and it's very seasonal. So I'm also playing creatively with the seasons. So now it's the aubergines, it's the tomatoes, it's the cucumbers. And I planted yesterday sweet potatoes that my uh, farmer gave me, like purple ones. I've never seen purple ones. You know, coriander, lavender. That Having that aromatic and vegetable garden is creative. It's beautiful when I look at it, but it nourishes my soul and my mind and body. And when I look at it and I go, wow, you know, no pesticides. It's, it's everything is organic. Uh, when I look at my lemon tree, when I go and get my uh, mint in the morning to put in my water and I go, wow. So the whole ecosystem, you know, I've got a sanctuary behind me. I call it my sanctuary. It's like my creative studio. I have a creative studio at the back of my garden where 
I do my yoga. I do my meditation. I am a ceramic freak now. It's been a year. So I play with uh, clay and colors and mandalas. So everything creative, I have a designated area. So I literally leave the house. And when I go to that corner in my sanctuary, I know it's my time to be playful and be creative. So it's literally putting everything around me that will support and nourish that. Yeah, I can really hear that nourishment coming through. And I think we don't often find the time to do that. And it feels like you're really integrating and really embodying that piece. Because that mind-body connection in terms of what we store, what we hold on to in our mind does show up doesn't it within our physicality and like you you know I've worked with clients who've had bad backs and when they've released their stress by inviting a bit more creativity and playfulness a bit more lightness into their lives their pain seems to shift and certainly kind of releases that lock or that kind of pressure point that they're holding and I think most of us throughout our lives do hold a lot of tension in our bodies because that really resonated with me when you said I mean I, I had a chiropractor two days ago and because my back was really really sore and yesterday I was just kind of moving in the garden and another way to be creative also is walking barefoot to really connect with mother earth and yesterday towards the end of the day it was a long day and I go you know I'm still feeling because you know I just had the session so my muscles are still tense and I just invited creativity by going and starting planting and changing pots and really my hands getting really muddy and putting water and I go oh wow I felt that connection with earth, like it was like, wow. And I even forget to have dinner. And I go, I feel so nourished. And then I had some watermelon and that was it. It really filled me in with that breeze, with that touching mother, mother earth and touching um, different pots and looking at the beauty around, hearing the birds chirping. And I go, yeah. And that actually calmed my nervous system. And yeah, it's completely then it's like, oof. And that's really interesting that you mentioned the nervous system because those messages, those neuropathway messages that we're sending up to the brain all the time, the more stressful we feel, the more anxious, the more tension that we're holding, will kind of send more of those kind of more negative messages into the mind that then obviously doesn't make us feel good, which then kind of can then translate back into pain or pressure points or things like that, aches. You know, we can get out of bed feeling old and ancient. You know, our joints might be stiff. And we know that when we don't invite that playfulness and that lighter energy into our life, then it can have much more of an impact on our mental health and our emotional health as well. And so when you're working with your clients, so people who are maybe not coaches, so, so clients who are coming for coaching, Talk to me about how you interject or, or, or kind of bring in that creativity and playfulness mm. with a client. What would that look like? Well, as you see me, I am now sitting in my garden office. Uh, so it's not a home office anymore because that was in winter. Now that the day is longer and brighter and fresh. So now I moved my office into the garden. And so that to me is bringing in nature and it's that connection with nature. So that's the first thing. And when my clients, this has been because I was traveling, this has been like two weeks or third week. When my clients look at this, they go, oh, is this a real Zoom or is this a background? And I go, no, that's a real one. <laughs> so so <laughs> seeing that, bringing in that nature. And for me, I am surrounded by this. So that calms my nervous system, actually. And, you know, the breeze and the birds chirping and stuff. So bringing that into my sessions. And I also have noticed since I've done this, 
when I'm bringing in also creativity into session, be it supervision or mental coaching or coaching or having a meeting, when people see this, you know, if a butterfly is just flying, it's like bringing the environment into the session. And this morning, just before you had the session, and I said to the client, if this butterfly came to give you a message, what might that be? Oh my God, it took the conversation, something complete. She said, yeah, I'm noticing something flying. I said, yeah, that's a butterfly. So that butterfly came part of the conversation and there was a shift for my client's awareness. So bringing in nature and also it's using tools and techniques like, you know, um, it could be just using chair work. It could be using um, imagery. It could be visualization. So senses, sometimes it's senses. Sometimes it's, you know, client is smelling a candle and then we bring that into the environment and it's not just cognitive, somatic. You know, I'm a, I'm a somatic coach and I bring in a lot more since I, I started connecting with my female embodiment and somatic experiences. That is much more present in my sessions as well. It's fascinating. And I, I, I think really what we're doing is we're kind of inviting, like you said, the different side or different aspects of our brain to connect more with, I suppose, I'm, I'm going to say maybe more our authentic self, our true self, Absolutely. maybe. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we're not just our brains. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I think what's interesting is what I've been doing, and it sounds like you're doing something similar, but I've been bringing um, maybe even a bit more art therapy into my work with clients, because sometimes with clients, it's really difficult for a client to express maybe how they feel, or sometimes, you know, to, to really kind of articulate what's going on for them. And what I've been doing is if I, <laughs> I've been encouraging my clients to buy some crayons. You know, like you used to have as a child, mm, yeah, these big yeah, fat crayons. Yeah. I have and, loads of them. And paints yeah. and things like that. <laughs> and saying to the client, you know, if, if you're having trouble articulating what it is that you want to say based upon how you feel, why don't you draw it instead? And that's been really interesting to see that creativity coming out in a, in a different way. So instead of actually necessarily having to verbalize it, they're doing it. And then when they've drawn something, then they're sharing what that represents and what that means. A bit like the description of the butterfly, what's going on in nature. And, and that does allow for a deeper sense of awareness, a deeper sense of connection with themselves. And, and that may be just more awareness and understanding that comes through. So it, evo- it seems to evoke something within Absolutely. the client. Oh, it does. And how different is that from their usual just speaking to their brain and just question, answer, question, answer, solution? firefighting you know it's so different when it's like what crayons and drawing like what do you mean you know i'm looking at a bridge picture and you're telling me what are you seeing there like oh wow and that's when it'd be interesting to to hear your perspective as well is how easy it is for them to just drop in because it's there it's just somewhere i would agree with that and i think again through like you said you you know you've cultivated this playful practice for yourself which includes meditation and mindfulness ceramics you know drawing and being out in your garden and and nature and I think we can forget that all of this is at hand it's not something that you have to pay additional for you know it's not something that you 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 really need to find from anywhere else as you said it's already there within us but we do forget that and I feel that that creativity and playfulness is a bit like meditation anyways it brings you back to that wholeness to who you really are so I'd love your opinion, if it's okay. What's your opinion on why we don't make time for this? What do you think happens to us as, as grown-ups? What happens? It's about like I'm grown-up, as you said. I'm supposed to be mature and serious. Otherwise, people would think, will not take me seriously, right? 
it's like going back to that again how do people perceive me and you know i need to be looking a certain way and i need to be showing up in a certain attire because that's what fits serious corporate person um, it's like there is a mold and everybody has to fit in into that mold uh, which i broke after i left the corporate world and i go thank you very much this mold doesn't serve me anymore i'm going to bring in more color and creativity and stuff so i think it's people's perception uh, it's also people's you know what does the definition of serious mean it's like playfulness no 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 this is for children so again it's limiting some beliefs um and also the constraints societal constraints that we may that may we may have inherited it's like now oh grow and and i'm sure it regardless of different cultures that i've been working with it's like okay grow up now you're you're an adult it's like adults are not supposed to be playful and fun and bring in their humor so it's like that is buried belongs to the past now you need a new persona because you're a grown up i mean who defines grown ups and personality traits for grown ups and that's why everybody is moving like ghosts everybody is like in a hamster wheel and all these well being and all these mental illnesses and the stress level and the pressure all this as a result to me of what i'm noticing is happening in the world when we yeah. take to ourselves too seriously yeah and it is it is very very interesting because going back to that word responsibility i think when we when we do grow up we do have a a real sense of responsibility like you know we have to make money you know we have to have a good job we have to progress up the ladder we need to provide for our family in whatever way shape or form that looks like and i think we do end up taking life too seriously and with that, then, as you said, comes other stresses and or distresses in terms of the mind-body connection. One thing that I've noticed with a lot of my clients is that they are really longing for this. When I, when I work with my clients, I get a sense that there's a real longing because I've had a lot recently, oh, I just want to feel free. I want to feel lighter. You know, I know I need and want to make some changes in my life. But because we're so, I don't know what the word is, so ingrained, as you've said, so kind of conditioned that it's very, very difficult to break that mode of working, that mentality, that approach to living one's life. I know that we're not coaching at the moment. And I know in coaching, we don't really give advice. But if you were to give any advice to just to the wider audience, what advice would you give them about injecting some more fun and playfulness into their yeah. life? Wow, that is music to my ear. Um, because to me, it's really about connecting with that playful side. And as I'm speaking to you, there's another butterfly flying. So she's saying hi to you. Um, and uh, I think the first thing that I that comes to mind is it's also checking in. Who are you surrounded by? Checking in your kind of support system or before you reach the support system is who am I having conversations with every day? What kind of people are they? And not to come from a judgment perspective, but it's like, okay, if, if my girlfriend, I'm calling my girlfriend and we're just laughing and being silly, that means we're both giving each other permission to be silly. And that dials up that silliness, if you see what I mean. So, but if I'm surrounded by people who are taking themselves too seriously, that may unintentionally bring the person to really also having to take themselves. And I coach lots of people who have different facets and different masks because they can only show that real, let's say playful and silly person 
with just maybe one or two people, but the families and the husband and the wife don't know that. It's like living a double life. So first I would say is really checking in, you know, what's my heart looking for? What is my, what is wanting maybe to emerge? And if I don't know how to start, well then go and work with a coach because that coach is really going to help. But a coach who is creative actually and playful, who is going to be helping you connect with that. Checking who are you surrounded by? How much are you laughing and taking life really lightly? Go into a bookstore and then, or Amazon and then just buy colorful mandala, mindful, you know, crayons, like you said. Go and sign up for an art therapy class. Go and sign up for a ceramic. Go and start trekking. Um, so there are so many, and it's not just the um, creative art, but it's also the sports and the food. Creating a salad, you know, I love mixing fruits with salads. And, you know, like with seeds and stuff. And I just open and I go, oh, okay, I want this. And, oh, I want this. So there's no, I no longer follow recipes when I'm cooking at all. And that's when I realized I am actually being more creative than when I used to be following, okay, this is the ingredient. This is how much I need to add. Just give yourself that permission. And it starts from go and get a creative mug. And you go, oh, I actually like that. When I'm drinking it, it gives me that boost. So it's tiny, simple things that you can, and then you dial it up, basically. No, I can hear that. That's lovely. So I think really what you're saying is to to start small, but to really check in with yourself around and listen to yourself around, well, what is going to make me feel lighter? What's going to make me feel good? What's going to bring me some joy? And that might be even connecting more to some of those those things that you, you maybe were passionate about when you were younger that perhaps you've forgotten about or you felt, oh, I can't, I've got no time for that. But it feels to me that it's a, it is very important to give yourself some time to inject some of this into your life. So where can people find out more about what you're doing and what you offer as a coach? So the best way to reach me would be on LinkedIn, and that's Leila Rizagia. And check our website on www.compassconsultancy.com. That's Compass with K. Oh, well, that's lovely. We'll be, we'll be definitely sure to share all your details with our audience as well. So thank you so much. It's been a lovely conversation. Enjoy the beautiful garden that you're in. Enjoy the colours, the birds, the butterflies. And thanks for such an enriching conversation. Looking forward to connecting. Oh, I really enjoyed my conversation with Layla and I hope you did too. When I think about playfulness, it really reminds me of really tapping into that childlike energy, that sense of freedom, that sense of naivety and just sheer joy. It reminded me of the things that I did a number of years ago, which was to write down my list of all the things that I was passionate about, all the things that I loved doing as a child. And then I started to reintegrate some of those into my life. And it just, I suppose it just reminded me of the importance of what joy and a lightness can bring to one's life. Following on from this conversation, I am really inspired by the use of colour. And I've been playing around with this myself, obviously after my, as you know, I teach Ayurvedic practices. And what struck me the most is colour and how colour can really affect the senses. And when the senses are attuned to more creative and more playful activities, such as the colour red, for example, or yellow, these bright, bold colours, 
then it can really have an impact on our neuropathways and makes us to start to feel differently about things. And with a world at the moment that feels so heavy and tragic in many, many ways, then adding simple things into our lives like smell, touch, sound, listening to your favourite song or your favourite type of music, then adding that big splash of colour into your life can make a big, big difference. What struck me the most about this conversation with Layla is that playfulness is already there within us. All we need to do is to quiet the mind, a bit like we do in meditation, quiet the mind and tap in to what is already there, deep within our well of resources. And for me, it's about making the time, honouring yourself and accept and acknowledge more than anything that you deserve to add playfulness into your life. It is your right. So go on. I'm going to dare you. Add some playfulness into your life and just see how it feels. (laughs) 